Hello, and welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. Today, we have a special episode. As you can see, we are decked out for Christmas. How are you going, Stina? I'm doing well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, and Merry <laughs> Christmas to all of you. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, wow. Christmas, hot chocolate, decorations. Yes. The Holy Family. Yes, that one's new for me. Yeah. Mm, I only just recently got that one, so I'm oh. pretty tough with that. It's very beautiful. Yeah, I like it's very it. Very beautiful. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and the the candles are a very nice touch too. Well, look, we tried. Yeah, we tried. We did. We did, and I think we succeeded. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looking good. And you've got your traditional mug back out again. My traditional <laughs> bug. My <laughs> traditional bug mug. mug out again. <laughs> yes, that's right. Just here going mad. Uh, so, so yes, I've got my traditional mug back out again. Uh, peace on earth. Will to men, uh, it's uh, it comes out only for the holidays. Only for the holidays. Only for this holiday. Only for this holiday. <laughs> only for Christmas. So, yep, I've never felt so strongly about a mug before in all my life. Like this is, you know. And I don't have a Christmas mug, so I'm just boarding my living Christmas mug. <laughs> <laughs> I must remedy this. Um, very good. But let's talk Christmas. Let's so talk there's a Christmas. couple of things we want to talk about in this particular episode. One okay. of them is let's chat Christmas. Yeah. And then also let's talk a little bit about some of the challenging aspects that we might face during Christmas, particularly with challenging relationships. Sounds like a plan. So let's start with Dig in. celebrations. How how are you celebrating this year? Uh, very similar to the way that I celebrate each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Christmas Mass, probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, Midnight Mass. Um being in the seminary, I, I often don't know where I'm celebrating Christmas Mass <laughs> until someone's like, we need you to fill in here. And I'm like, yes, okay, let me go and fill in. Uh, so I'm, I'm fingers crossed for Midnight Mass. And, uh, and then I come back and uh, I pour myself a scotch and I read a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. And then I go to bed mm-hmm. and I get up for Masses the following, the following day. And, uh, and uh, then... Um, uh, on Christmas Day, I catch up with you, and I catch up with my brother priests, and then I go home and have dinner with my family and gift giving and all of that. So that's that's how I plan to celebrate. Nice. Yeah. How about yourself? Nice. Yeah, for me, ordinarily I do some house sitting, so I'm still waiting for one to be confirmed at the moment. Um, I should find out in the next little bit. Cool. Um, cool. And then, other than that, I do we do some caroling. Oh, um, nice, nice. Cool. Not like, you know, door-to-door caroling, not that kind of thing. Sure. More uh, like neighbourhood stuff. So there's a, there's a few people that I play music with and we normally get together, if not for Christmas carols in town somewhere, then mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. just sort of set up shop in someone's backyard or in someone's like garage on the front of the house or whatever. Nice. And just play a bit of Christmas music. And we did that last year as well. We had one where two houses sort of joined together and we set up our band at the front of someone's house and then the other people opened their carport and there were like snacks and stuff happening. So oh, that's really cool. It was like a joint, <laughs> it was like a joint neighbourhood Christmas carol. Uh, that's so really, really cool. I do a bit of that and then other than that, just, yeah, lunch with friends and um, and then we do Christmas presents together as you know, my Australian family and, yeah. Mm, lovely. Sure. And, and, of course, Mass too. Yes, mass yes, too. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, what about traditions? Any any particular traditions you're particularly lo- looking forward to? Yeah, I can't wait for Midnight Mass. I love Midnight uh, Mass. Yeah. There's just something about – it's what I was raised on. We went to Mass 
um, very late on Christmas Eve and then we would come back and celebrate Christmas Eve together as a family. So that's something I still try to do on my own as well. So yeah, I like being yeah. able to go to Midnight Mass. That's beautiful. Um, and then I generally come back and just, you know, open presents by myself. <laughs> Light a couple of candles, you know, enjoy the solitude. But you and I do Christmas light driving too. We do. That's we do. become like a tradition for us. So it has. I'm keen for that. Yes, yes, same, same. That's going to be cool. For that, yeah. That's going to be cool. Um, so yeah, for me, uh, definitely Christmas lights is a because some of the streets, man, they are yeah epic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Some um, people really go all out. They do, they do. It's it's just marvelous. Um, and also, I, I really, really love, and I know I mentioned this before, so I'm kind of cheating, but um, I love reading a Christmas Carol. It's just it's the best. It is a fantastic play or a, fan, or a fantastic novel by Charles Dickens which has been put into a in, in, into a play and it's just it's it's just magnificent you know it's 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 got this um uh really beautiful way of portraying the marvel of Christmas uh, and and the fact that there's a drama at Christmas like there's a mm. you know and 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 the, the the drama of good and evil and the you know the the Right and wrong, and it's 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 a really cool novel. I, I always enjoy reading it. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think for those who've been watching or listening for a while, you would have picked up on that by now. I think Padre's quoted a Christmas Carol a number of times. I have. <laughs> There's particularly one section. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go and rewind. Find, <laughs> troll through and see if you can find it. Oh dear. So I guess we know which one's your favourite story. Are there any other books or movies or anything around Christmas that you enjoy? Uh, yes. So I love It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful mm-hmm. Life is a beautiful one. Um, it's like a, this old black and white film about a guy who um, he's, he's fallen on tough times and he makes a wish. And the wish is, I wish I'd never been born. And so God sent an angel to... Uh, to him to show him what life would look like mm. if he had never been born, and uh, and he he repents of his wish, mm. and uh, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, you you kind of expect the happy ending, right? So you know, um, but uh, really really cool uh, story, and also um, Die Hard because Die Hard Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's just got explosions in it, and uh, and so. <laughs> Um, uh, Home Alone 1 and 2, and there are no other Home Alones. Oh, well. They, mm. n- no, 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 there are no other Home Alones. <laughs> there's Home Alone 1, there's Home Alone 2, that's it. Oh, right. Um, okay. And I've often thought to myself about Home Alone, you know, that, that we were talking just before, yeah. that, that, that Kevin McAllister mm. is either, he either grew up to be a security expert or a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Like there is no in-between. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he'd be a serial killer, because I, I don't think he enjoyed killing as much. Well, if at all, I think he just enjoyed trapping. <laughs> he dropped irons and bricks on some people's heads. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it's true. Know, it's true. It's electrocuted true. some folk. It's true. I reckon that's like you know, on the the, the grades of escalation, yeah. he's already starting pretty high. But he wasn't very subtle. It's not like he no. got away with it. That's true. You'd have to get away that's with true. at least that's one true. to be a serial killer. This is true. This is Look, true. This is a Christmas episode. This is, this is cr- <laughs> here. We are. We're talking about serial killing, and it's no, no. Sorry, Macaulay Culkin. If you're listening to our our podcast by chance, we're really, really sorry. Didn't mean to implicate your character. That wasn't. That, no, well, it wasn't about Macaulay Culkin. It wasn't about Culkin. It was about his character. That's right. The character that he plays. Exactly. Um, oh. So, um, 
uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Home Alone one and two, uh, and uh, also I'm 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 really digging a new series on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, uh, Hawkeye. Yes, yeah, yeah. Set at Christmas. So you've time. seen it? I, I've seen the first two episodes. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I only came across yeah. this recently. I haven't seen any of it yet, but yep. yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's good. It's good. And yep. you were saying that it's only like it's only like four episodes or something. Yeah, it's is like six right? episodes or something like that, and oh, okay. it goes up to Christmas, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's Christmas themed. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so yes. What about yourself? Mm, I think the one that I'm looking forward to the most is the Christmas episode that's coming out from The Chosen. Mm. Really looking forward to that. They did such a brilliant that's job of be cool. writing. And creating a short story for Christmas a few years back now. Was it three years ago or something like that? Two, three years ago? Before they started uh, the series? Yes, yes. When they first came out, it was absolutely brilliant. And so this is this is not just like a mini clip episode. This mm. is a fully mm. fledged, the chosen episode. So I'm just keen. I'm keen for that. When does it hit? Uh, it should I'm actually not sure when it's going to happen in Australia. I'm not certain, but there was a couple of dates in the states that they're putting it out. So, oh, I'll be cool. Check out the chosen to find out. Indeed. Mm. Other than that, I don't really have a particular favorite Christmas movie. I enjoy the some of the like Disney stuff, even some of the Netflix stuff that's Christmas themed, like they're just light and not too. No explosions. Sure, <laughs> just, sure. <laughs> yeah. yep. Chill. Yep, I get you. Um, I did watch <laughs> a movie last year, The Night Before Christmas. Not like The Nightmare Before Christmas, but like The <sighs> Night as in like Night in Shining Armour. Oh, Night like K-N-I-G-H-D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah K-N-I-G-H-D, yeah. That's the one. Good job. <laughs> English pass. I speak English, good. <laughs> uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that a little while ago. Um or like last year or something. And that was nice. That was a little bit like uh, Kate meets Leopold. All right. Okay. It was a little bit like that. Old world meets modern world, but in Christmas theme. So that was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing Noel this year. Noel. Noel's out on Disney Plus as well. Okay. Um, and again, very like modern Christmassy, you know, Santa Claus, elves, that kind <coughs> of thing. Sure, sure. Um, but it looks... Funny with Anna Kendrick in it from Pitch Perfect. So oh, I see. Okay, all right. Oh, that'd be nice. A bit of fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, very nice. What about um, favorite Christmas scripture passages? Um, well, there's a few that stand out for me. Mm-hmm. One is from the Old Testament, from Isaiah nine six. Uh, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I really love that just because there's something, I mean, there's lots of things about that, but one thing about that is that there's a tendency that we have with people that we love and care for to give them certain names that are beyond the the birth name that they're given, like mm. it sort of describes something about them or, you know, it might be like a pet name or whatever, but sure. their names of endearment. Mm. Um, and there's just something about the titles that are given 
to Christ that are just so powerful and beautiful. Mm. And to think that, you know, he was a foretelling of the kind of person that we were it's to look epic. for. And and these weren't just like, oh, he's sweet and he's caring <laughs> and he's kind or he's handsome. Like, no, no, no. Like, he's a wonderful counsellor. He's mighty God, everlasting, yeah. like Prince yeah. of Peace. I mean, come on. These are epic, epic titles. So that just makes me super excited. Yes. Um, and the other is from the Gospel of John where the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Like that just to me is everything Christmas. Mm. And then for me it's also uh, a particular passage from Matthew. Uh, it's from Matthew 2.11. And going into the house they saw the child with Mary and his mother and they fell down to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. That was beautiful. And that to me is just like, that. that's very much my hope and the desire that I have for the internal disposition of where I want to be when it comes to prayer life with God is that I always want to be able to fall on my knees in prayer, not necessarily physically, but interiorly. Yeah. But then also knowing that, you know, these... These people turned around and said, what can I offer? Well, here's, here's what I have. I have gold. I have frankincense. I have myrrh. have it all. <laughs> like, yeah. Just just yeah. to give everything, everything that I can offer back to him. So yeah. that's beautiful. That's the other one yeah. for me. What about you? Any particular ones that stand out for you? I have a few. The first one is from Wisdom, chapter 18, verses 14 to 16. For while gentle silence enveloped all things, and night in its swift course was now half gone, your all-powerful word leapt from heaven from the royal throne into the midst of the land that was doomed. A stern warrior, carrying the sharp sword of your authentic command, and stood and filled all things with death, and touched heaven while standing on the earth. That's a good mm. one. That's a good yeah. one. Like it's it's because we have images at Christmas of little elves and you know sort of. Um, Olafs and 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 Frozens and all that, and like I'm not anti mm-hmm. anti enjoying oneself at Christmas at all, but I think we we lose what happens at Christmas. You know, we lose sometimes that it's not just that a man was born two thousand years ago; it's that the God Man was born. Mm. It's that you know this 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 man who would come to bring to literally bring death to 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 each and all but not a death which would uh, which would secure further death but a death which would uh, work to restore life in the light of the resurrection and uh, so it kind of it beautifully foretells the incarnation and also kind of hints at the mission that this babe will have, mm. that that he will have an authority on the earth by virtue of this death, by virtue of this this, you know, in in the Old Testament, it seems an odd thing, but in the light of the New Testament, it seems quite remarkable. Mm. You know, um, uh, the other one is um, from Isaiah chapter nine, I think verse five. Uh, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light; those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness. On them a light has shined. Mm. Um, I, I've I've always loved that passage for Christmas because it just it, it so beautifully encapsulates who Christ. Uh, he's the 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 light in the darkness, and it, and it so perfectly then reflects also John's gospel. Uh, John, uh, so John's own testimony of who Jesus is. He says he is the light, uh, and John the Baptist he was not the light, but he came to give testimony about the light. Yeah, you know, and so just it really beautifully sets that up. Mm. Oh, this beautiful man. 
Uh, and the other one is uh, very simple, Luke one thirty eight. Uh, I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to thy word. Uh, this is the very, um, it's, it's, this, this, this is Christmas sort of summarized in a way, is that you know, Mary gives her, her consent and so the world is able to be set free through her son uh, and her son so freely gives his consent uh, that, that, that that freedom is actually affected. And, uh, and then we are able to give our consent mm. to perpetuate that freedom throughout this world and bring the kingdom of God to its fulfillment by the grace of Christ. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Christmas is awesome. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's beautiful. So I guess moving the conversation into some more difficult aspects of Christmas, mm-hmm. um, particularly around challenging relationships. Mm. Um, Christmas, as much as it can be a joyful time and a beautiful time and you know, sentimental time and, and so on, it can also be a really emotional and stressful, painful time as well. Um, so in my experience of working with families, Christmas tends to be the time where there's a bit of a, a stress peak that happens. We feel it as workers. <laughs> we can feel it in our families. They're starting to get stressed out especially with separated families who haven't seen their children in a while, really want to be able to have their kids at Christmas. Like, yeah, but there are things that need to happen to make that safe. And, you know, that in a way is also the same for families at the moment who may not necessarily come from broken homes, but the current climate has made it challenging for us to be united as a family. For some, it's possible, and for others, it's very difficult, whether that be because family lives on the other side of the world or family lives on the other side of the country or across the other side of the border. Mm. Right? This, this is a very difficult time, and it may not be possible for people to be physically brought together in the one space. Mm. We also see that this is a time where ideals and expectations are really high, and that can almost be made to look like and feel like an unattainable unattainable thing which makes us feel like we've been set up to fail because we can't achieve whatever this thing is that Christmas should look like and should feel like because other people seem to have it this way or this is the way it was when I was a child or or so on Um, and that can be really hard on us emotionally and mental health wise as well like we know that mental health plummets during this time and that could be because of stress levels. It could also be because of isolation as well. So I guess just be- bearing in mind that this is this is a time of year that can be very beautiful but can also be a trigger for some and can also make other people quite sensitive as well. So just being mindful of that. Absolutely. And, and look, can I take this time to, to encourage you know, everybody who who might not have someone, you know, as we were saying, sometimes it's difficult for people to connect with their family because of lockdowns or because of being on the other side of the world or, you know, whatever the situation may be. Um, don't be alone. You know, if, if, if you can't see family, well, well, you know, have an orphan's meal of people who can't see family. You know, come together with others who are in a similar boat. Offer your time and energy to something in the community. Maybe there's a breakfast or a lunch being put on for charity for those who don't have a roof over their heads uh, that you can offer your services at. Um, the missionaries of charity in Wagga Wagga would love yeah. your assistance on Christmas Day. Absolutely. You know, any, anywhere in, that you are in the world, if you've got a missionaries of charity near you, 
they are keen for your help on Christmas Day. If you if you don't have anywhere to go, go and offer your services there because man, they'll be thrilled. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, if you have to remain within four walls because you know, maybe you're quarantining or maybe you know, like that's that's a possibility these days. Uh, make an effort to decorate, light a candle. Make some good food. Arrange online ga- games with uh, family and friends. Reach out to people, uh, and also be a. Um, don't just seek. Even in that situation, don't only seek for connection for yourself, but also seek how you can meet somebody else's need for connection. Uh, I think often we we thrive not just when we're having our connections or our our needs met, but also when we're engaged in helping somebody else meet their needs. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, don't be alone. Mm. And when it comes to relationships too, there may be circumstances where perhaps you are able to get together with family, but that in itself is a challenge. You know, not all personalities click. Yeah. Um, there could be a history of, of painful experiences or discomforts that could make Christmas just a bit more uncomfortable and stressful than, than normal and unpleasant. True, true. Um, in which case, you know, do things like set boundaries. You know, we've talked about boundaries a number of times on this podcast before, but really asking yourself questions like, how much space do I need? Because there is no obligation that says, just because I have always um, stayed at mum and dad's place or um, this particular aunt and uncle or this particular sibling's place at Christmas in the past, that that needs to be the the standard moving forward. If that's not suitable, if you actually need more space than that, maybe think about booking a hotel somewhere. Mm. Book some accommodation somewhere else where you can actually create that space for yourself that you need. Also asking yourself, how much time am I willing to spend? Um, set a time. You Maybe you know that you can only go for a couple of hours, maybe an hour, two, three hours, whatever it might be for you. And then you hit a wall, like that's that's the most that you can go. Well, communicate that. Communicate that to your family and say, look, I'm super excited to be here or I really want to be here. My energy level only goes so far. I've learned this about myself in recent times. So I want to be the best self here whilst I'm here. Um, but I just need to let you know that I'm probably not going to stick around for too long after dinner. But, you know, I'll see you guys again tomorrow or whenever. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I just need to step away and take a take a break. For sure. Um, and that may feel like a huge thing to communicate. Like, how do you communicate that to family who have never heard that from you before? Like, aren't they going to be offended and so on? But the reality is this, is that when you set a boundary, you're respecting yourself. You're saying, I know myself well enough. I know what I need to be able to show up for other people and be the better self that I can be. But it also says to other people, I'm taking the... The, the painful part, the unpleasant part away from you because I also want to preserve your day. I want to ensure that you have a great day as well. And if I'm here, sully, sad, I'm stressed out, like that's not pleasant for anybody else yeah. either. So yeah, sure. I'm going to take care of myself so that you can continue to enjoy what you need to, what whatever it is that you want to do on this day as well. And it, it might come as a surprise to start with, but in time, providing that, these are family and friends who can grow to respect you, then they will do that in time. If your family or friends ask for reasons why, just know that you don't actually have to explain yourself in great detail. Um, And if you need some help, I know of friends who actually set up phone calls with other people um, at a particular time, like it might be because they're on a 
different time zone or, or whatever, but they'll set up certain times so they know that there's a little bit of extra pressure that says, hey, I've, I've committed to something at this time. So I actually do need to leave that particular thing because I don't want to keep this other person who is also important to me waiting. So it just gives you extra incentive if you find yourself stuck or tempted to break your own boundary. Another thing is just to, uh, to watch how much alcohol uh, you consume. Um, our culture is pretty heavy on the booze and uh, for our, would our, would our overseas and sort of American and German listeners know booze? Bo- booze? Booze is an Australian word for alcohol. I assume that you guys know what that means, but if not, I genuinely <laughs> apologise. Um, and uh, so we're heavy on the booze and uh, uh, people do seem to overdo it at Christmas. Like it's, it's, it's almost like the, the, the festival in which there's this implicit permission to get as drunk as humanly possible. Yeah. And I don't understand why that exists. Um, so uh, if you know you can't hold your liquor, don't, or your alcohol, uh, you know, please don't go to the, that, that limit. Like don't, you know, don't over drink. Um, I, I say to my seminarians here at the, the, the seminary that, um, um, you know, you, every man has a different limit. Um, and, you know, for, for a, a, a little tacker like me, who's, you know, only, only five foot something, uh, that's probably going to be different for, for someone who's, who's, you know, six foot tall. Like, it's, it's just, it's going to depend on, on, on height and build and all of that. And so know yourself, know your limitations. Um, and, uh, um, you know, be careful how you consume. And, and, and you know, if you know that, that, that you can't say no, then leave before you're tempted. Mm. You know, or, or if you're with family, I think family are really understanding of this particular thing. Like, um, you know, family in general will be able to say, um, you know, oh, Jim, you, you struggle with, with, with alcohol? You won't have alcohol. Fine. That's easy, man. You know, like, like family will do that for each other. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll make those concessions so that everybody can be there. Mm. So if you've got a problem, one of the best ways to deal with it is to open up about it to people that you trust. Yeah. And, um, or at least make some sort of a plan around it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and um, and also look look out for those that you know that might struggle with with alcohol as well you know and and if you can see them approaching their limit perhaps doing things like taking car keys or or saying you know listen mate why don't you why don't you lay off that that one there have a cup of coffee with me you know and and, and try and and and, and uh, help them recognize that, that their limit has been reached um, and um, uh, so, you know, you, 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 in many ways, you don't get to choose how much your friend drinks, mm. uh, but, but you do get to choose how you, how you serve them, I suppose, in that, in, in that moment, and, and uh, whether or not you sort of uh, leave them on their own, or whether you, you leave them in a particularly embarrassing and difficult moment. Mm. The other thing is that there does come a point, though, as well, where if you realise that you're not comfortable being in a place where people are drunk, you are able to leave. I think it's important to be able to say, is that 
as much as it's good to hang around and try and help someone who's in a difficult situation, there may come a point where you recognise, actually, this is not safe for me to be here. Mm -hmm. This is not okay for me to be here. And, and it's okay to leave at that point. Yeah. So recognising what's safe for yourself as well uh, as trying to help someone who might be in a difficult situation mm -hmm. uh, is also essential. And that's not just physical safety either. Like it doesn't have to be someone who gets violent once they've had too much to drink. Like it could be someone who actually starts saying things that are very uncharitable. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's unsafe. That's emotionally and psychologically unsafe. And you don't have to be yeah, there. Sure. You don't have to endure that just because it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just acknowledging too that we've said this before, Christmas can be a very stressful time of year um, and just acknowledging that that is the case and deliberately doing things every day to minimise stress because the reality is this, you leave like even like four and six weeks pre-Christmas, you start feeling the road rage. <laughs> you can see driving becomes crazy on the roads like what's going on why why are we becoming so short fused why are we cutting corners why are we running you know, running late to things. Um, and then there's things like, you know, we're running out of stuff. We're stressed about making sure that we've got everything that we need. Have we organized everyone? Have we organized what's happening where and who's doing what and last minute gifts? And oh my goodness, <laughs> the list goes on. It becomes a bit insane when all of these things become such a big priority. So it's really important that this is the time where we also put things in place that helps bring that stress level down. We're not meant to be in this heightened level at all times. That's not good for us. So, you know, do things like take a walk. Like go, for your, go for a walk by yourself. You're actually allowed to do that even though things are crazy. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. Um, do some deep breathing exercises. Set time out for yourself for prayer and meditation, for silence. Don't neglect the practices that we've been doing that actually helps us whether that be physical exercising or spiritual practices like hold on to those be organized as well that doesn't just mean be organized for christmas like be organized in the everyday take care of the things that you need to take care of but also like the simple things like making sure you have everything that you need for any particular thing that's coming up that's ready to ready to go and even making sure that you've had a good night's sleep before going to an event where you know you're going to be your limits going to be pushed, making so that you are actually in a position where you can make good decisions, um, and you know do things like eat something before you actually go, so you're not hangry, <laughs> you're not having to make decisions when you're cranky and and already impatient because your body's starved and your mind is starved. Like yeah, the yeah, little things, do the little sure. things. Um, but then also practice gratitude, like remember what this is really about and remember that if you actually have somewhere to go, you're blessed. You're blessed to have people, you're blessed to be able to have means of transport to be able to get there, even two legs to be able to get there. So just be grateful too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you made the point about road rage. You know, when I was living in Albury, as mm. the assistant priest at Albury Parish, the the... Our, our driveway that went onto the street went onto a street that was directly around the corner from Kmart. And, and so so every, uh, for, for uh, our overseas brethren, Kmart would be like Walmart. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so where 
you know, right around the corner from Kmart. So every time you would go onto the driveway, your stress levels, they bumped up like, you know, 10 points. Mm -hmm. you're, you're sitting at the wheel watching angry people uh, driving past, coming in and out. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Just going to stay here, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So definitely, those, those practices you talk about are, are so important, uh, particularly this time. Mm. Mm. Um, also, also just acknowledging too that the image of Mary and Joseph holding on to the perfect child might bring about a sort of sense of unattainable in our own lives, like especially given our different family dynamics that we have and the wounds that we might have within our families. Um, but the reminder for Christmas too is that this is, you know, heaven meeting earth in, in, as, as Christ is born. But if you put yourself in that imagery, Christ is born in a place of poverty. He's born into arms that are, you know, of pure love. And the people that he's surrounded by, other than Mary and Joseph, are, you know, the poorest of people. There are shepherds there, but are also the wealthiest of people. The Magi are there too, like with their gifts. Um, so regardless of what family dynamics we might have go on, having have within our families or whatever financial circumstances where we might be in or whatever health circumstances that we might be in or social standing that we have, Christ came for every single one of us. And so this Christmas, it's, it's, it's the time of year when we, we bust the self-help lie of be your own light. You ever heard that one before? <laughs> Maybe you just want to find a bucket. Um, we aren't the light. Jesus is. And he comes this Christmas into our hearts to rescue us from a terrifying darkness. What Jesus does for us at Christmas is to make himself vulnerable. Eternity takes on time. Power takes on helplessness. And he does this not only to free us from the darkness of sin, but also to open us up to a relationship with the light, a relationship with himself. This Christmas, let's make a resolve not to become lost in the tinsel and busyness and stress and intensity of the time of year, and instead allow ourselves to be enveloped by the love of God, who so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that all who believe in him might not be lost, but come to eternal life. Thank you. Thank you all, everyone, for joining us. And uh, we normally end with a truth, beauty, and goodness. But because today is Christmas, and well, you know, it's sort of the the it's really all about the truth, beauty, and goodness Himself, who is who is Christ our Lord. We thought that we would finish the year out with a Christmas blessing. Uh, so uh, uh, let's uh, let's let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, we, we give you thanks for your kindness and your mercy, uh, becoming man for our salvation, uh, so that we might, uh, that we might become sons in the Son, that we might become heirs of, of this heavenly life that you desire for us. 
We ask for you to help us as we navigate the difficulties of the world that we live in, as we try to grow in holiness and struggle against our sins. We ask you to remind us constantly that you're always there. Sometimes we forget this easily, uh, but uh, we ask you to take us by the hand and remind us. Let us know that, that you suffer with us, you endure with us, and that you love us always. We ask for blessings upon families uh, and uh, uh, that come together at Christmas, that, that wounds might be, uh, might experience some measure of healing, that divisions might be, uh, might be sort of solved or, 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 or healed, and, uh, and that also that, that closeness might develop uh, or even start to develop or even the seed of beginning to develop uh, we pray that that, that that might be the case for families that closeness might occur uh, through a, a, a closeness with the holy family and, uh, and we ask also for the uh, for blessings upon those who, who do not have family or friends at Christmas uh, that they know that they are not alone uh, that you love them Lord that you are with them that you don't cease to be uh, part of their lives. May the Almighty God uh, this Christmas come down and bless you all. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And we hope that this is a very blessed time for each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us for another year of of the Living Fullness podcast and we have one more episode to go for the year. Indeed. Then we're done. Donskis. So we will see you again next week. But as always, until then, have a very Merry Christmas and all of our love and praise. God bless. <laughs>